What's up, you guys? Welcome to the October 14th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to break down the last night of preseason basketball. A lot of DMPs, a lot of stuff that didn't really matter. More second unit, third unit even kind of stuff. Who's going to make the team? A lot of guys getting cut. But we had some stuff happen that uh, I really thought jumped out. And I really just wanted to do one more pod. I'm going to probably do another one tomorrow um, for you guys. I appreciate everyone listening a lot. And, um, yeah, we, I want you to smash. I want you to win every league you're in. Um, whoever listens, if you guys are in leagues together, listen to the pod. Whoever listens more, I want them to win more. Uh, and they're going to win more, too. Uh, you know, we, we like to bring the best advice here. Uh, and we put everything into this podcast. A um, couple things before we get started on the recap. Uh, first, I wanted to say uh, Kawhi Leonard. You. Uh, we knocked him down uh, to, I think, 14 before the news, and now he's officially, or not officially, he's not expected to play in the opener on Wednesday. That's not good. Uh, to get ruled out that far ahead of time for a game that is just going to have so much, like, just going to get talked up so much, it's really scary. And again, he's had this injury before uh, in 2012 2013. He had quadricep tendon issues. So th- this is scary. You really can't draft him in the top 20 uh, I don't think and like I said in the last pod with Ethan I want my top 5 4 guys to play 80 games and Kawhi's not playing 81 games I think he's going to miss another one at least right um, you know you're, if you're setting over under on Kawhi you're probably thinking like 65 right now um, they want this is not something that goes away um, and we've talked about this guys who can't get over knee injuries in the preseason careful um, which is why Russell Westbrook coming back so soon from PRP was a great sign. But Russell Westbrook is like Adrian Peterson. This guy just heals just like crazy. Like, how do you do that? Um, so, yeah, knock him down. Kyle Anderson probably going to start, but he's not. Unless it's Summer League, uh, he's not really going to do much for you. Uh, I think Rudy Gay looks really good. We'll talk about the Spurs in a little bit. But that, that's really the big news of the day. Um, tough, tough blow. Um, if you drafted Kawhi at six seven where he was going, if you drafted a month ago, like um, what like the, like in the fantasy football, if you drafted some people who drafted Spencer Ware, um, who else am I forgetting? Uh, Cameron Meredith and Julian Edelman. There were like I think ESPN said there were like twenty seven thousand people or twenty seven hundred people who had all three. <laughs> Like, imagine losing your fourth round, fifth round, and so on for basically the or the whole season uh, for all those guys. But, yeah. Um, besides that, again, that was pretty much it on the news side of things. So we'll kind of just cover most of the stuff in the box. I do want to add one more thing. Um, for any of you guys who play DFS, I hope, I swear, I hope none of you guys are like this. But I had a, a and, I, and you guys know, I'll pretty much click retweet on everything. But uh, I don't, I hate quote tweets, by the way. Um, people who just quote tweet everything on like every little thing for something that doesn't add to it but anyways there's some accounts i can't retweet because they're protected accounts one being the clippers so whenever the Clippers, you may notice that with the nets and other teams i can't retweet that so i'll usually just repeat what they're telling me that happened today and that was that lou williams was playing and so like i always do tweeted it out and people just jumped on me man they were calling me a d-bag and calling it fake news and like dude because you're you're really gonna believe 
everything from a preseason game. Like, if a team... Okay, this... Kevin Love didn't play today because um, he had general tightness. We'll get to that. So why don't you go at them, you know? just If you're going to play DFS, take some responsibility. Um, and again, I have a new appreciation for beat writers um, because... And we've seen guys, uh, not to call anyone out, but I know Doug Smith for the Raptors has been really vocal um, on DFS people. And I can't see why, man. So, again, if you're a DFS player, do not go, uh, don't go around adding people, man. Take it, like, get the information the best you can. None of us are making up stuff. I can guarantee you that, um, whether it's whatever it is. Um, the Clippers said that Will's going to play. What are you going to say? I mean, what am I supposed to just ignore it? I mean, you guys are looking for information, and we try to do our best to pass that along. So, again, stay classy, and that's all. Anyways, uh, look for, looking forward to the season. Uh, and I'll be, again, I'll be retweeting and doing everything that I've been doing for years now. So, we had an early game today. I didn't get to see this one besides a lot of the highlights on the team sites which I was not happy about. I wish, I wish this game was on TV. I was looking forward to it. Um, we saw basically a dress rehearsal for the Mavs. Um, we saw them play DSJ for 27, Yogi Ferrell for 28. Harry B played 34 minutes after getting the night off on Thursday. 24 points. I'm really feeling Harry B. Um, he's he's going to slip. Uh, he doesn't do anything defensive. He's like Devin Booker kind of thing, but he's, he's going to be better in both percentages, or at least one of them. Um, field goal percentage and the up tempo should help him. Um, he won't shoot threes, but not killing you in field goal percentage and scoring that many points is good stuff. So Harry B's fine. Um, Dirk two steals, two blocks. I looked it up in the last two seasons. He's only had three two steal two block games. Um, and it's just great. It's not Dirk at all. But again, tempo will help him. He's DSJ will help him. Gonna take a lot of threes. I think he can set a career high in threes this year. Uh, he's in a decent spot. He always falls for good reason when you're getting up there in age like that. No one wants to draft you. I mean, particularly, I, I won't draft Dirk because I just, I just don't. Um, but yeah, if you're not in, if you want a high floor guy to mix in there to offset the variance, Dirk's cool, man. Um, and around a hundred and down. Uh, Lawrence Noel kind of Lawrence Noel is probably only going to play 20 minutes. That's cool because um, he could still be a 1.5 steal, 1.5 block guy. Um, that he's not going to score much, so he's kind of just going to be more of a defensive guy. I'm not really drafting him, to be honest. Uh, there's too many other guys. That if I'm going to, you're going to have to spend a top 100 pick on him, maybe top 75. For a guy getting that that amount of minutes, and unless your name is Boban, um, I'm not really feeling it right there. Uh, we'll get to him as well. Just dominate again. Um, JJ Barea is kind of locked in the minutes. Um, I think we'll probably talk about him in DFS the days Wes Matthews sits um, or if Yogi or DSJ missed time for whatever reason. So he has kind of like four or five past the minutes. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it for fantasy relevant guys. So I'm going to try to fly through as many of these fantasy relevant guys as I can. Um, okay, so the, the, the Hornets, we talked about this in the podcast this morning with Ethan. Uh, Nick Batum is going to miss anywhere from 24 to 34 games depending on that timeline. That's not good. Um, Jeremy Lamb's dinged up with a groin injury. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist has been away for personal reasons. No indication that either Lamb or MKG are going to miss time. But big takeaways. Kemba looks really good. Um, he was so, so solid. 44.4% from the field last year with, with three threes. That's, that's, you got to be like a Steph kind of player to do that. 
that that's just phenomenal shooter. Um, he's right in his prime. What twenty seven? He's going to have to handle the ball more. He's not really kind of a player who needs to get space. He kind of makes his own space. He's not a big catch and shoot guy coming off between passes and stuff like that. So Kemba looks good. Uh, I know we hate drafting guys coming off knee injuries and knee scopes, but he was been, he's been healthy for a good two months, three months now. So I think he looks good. Um, he's right in that tier. Him and Conley, I don't envy that decision. Um, in a vacuum, I probably would take Kemba, but oh man, it's so close. Uh, I hate. I would not want to do that. Uh, I'd probably just take Bradley Beal instead. But in the eight cat, you kind of got to take a point guard there. So Kemba uh, looks pretty good. Uh, Marvin. Marvin's got to take some shots. Um, he's been solid. We know Marvin is going to be who he is. Uh, he started the last year, but he was so so good. League winning kind of a player last year. So like Dirk. Um, you know you're going to need to take one of these guys unless you are like me. You just go straight YOLO. The tire back into your draft, which I again I love doing that. Um, Marvin's cool. Uh, if you're not a guy who's like totally crazy on the waiver wire, Marvin should should satisfy what you need out of him. Uh, Dwayne Bacon, deep league alert. Um, Stiff Clifford called him NBA size. Uh, he's been terrific. Um, I don't want to say he's like Pat McCaw, but he's hit the ground running. Uh, good summer league. Really hasn't shown any weaknesses. Getting shots, getting minutes. He looks like he's going to be in the rotation. Um, and for him to call him a starter's body, Clifford dead, I'm like, oh, maybe they want to start him and bring Lamb off the bench in the usual role. I don't know. So, uh, again, you're talking like 20-team leagues, but uh, I would obviously prefer Lamb there. Uh, Dwight Howard, we know the drill there. Um, He's going to turn the ball over for a big man a lot. He's going to be a double-double guy. Blocks will be there. Free throws will not be. Kaminsky... Starting at power forward, Marvin at three. Uh, Kaminsky's looked decent. Another guy is going to have to shoot the ball. Um, if Batum's not ready to go, he's going to have to take probably three or four threes a game. Um, Malik Monks looked great. Uh, another guy who's really benefited from all these players missing time. And he's going to score. Uh, I think, like I said in his blurb today, double-digit points out of the gate, I think is kind of what we're thinking here. Uh, he's going to play pretty much most of the backup point guard minutes. So you're talking... 13 minutes right there, I would say. And then you're probably looking at like another 7 or 8 minutes. So getting close to 20 minutes there for a guy who's going to have a pretty good usage rate and a guy who's just going to dominate the scoring. This this second unit really has nobody that can score. So he looks good. Uh, moving on, Cleveland-Orlando. Really not much to take away from Cleveland again. Uh, Kevin Love had the tightness thing. You're cool. Uh, it's It sounded like just a he's fine. Um, he had the bump knees thing. And they just shut him down. He maybe didn't want to play. Maybe he, it was a the preseason version of flu-like symptoms. Maybe he had some fun the other night uh, out in Orlando. But yeah, um, Dwayne Wade looked good again. I won't draft him because I'm not drafting Cavs because I really just don't want to have to deal with getting rest. Kevin Love's probably the only one I consider, but of all the mocks I've done, I've never really come away with him yet. I'm always after other guys. Um, yeah, Jose Calderon's in the mix. We saw Kay Felder get uh, dealt. Uh, we saw Richard Jefferson. Poor road trip and pod. His Snapchat's gone, man. What, what's going on? That's sad, man. All the things going on in Cleveland. Tough, uh, tough weekend for Cleveland. Uh, sorry, baseball fans, but that was also a great series. I'll add for the. I haven't seen all the games, but whatever, from what I've seen, that was some good stuff. Okay. Probably top five, top three, maybe top one, most important team to talk about tonight. 
It's some Orlando Magic. So we're going to spend some time here. Uh, again, I would suggest if you've got a draft coming up uh, and you didn't get the draft guide, all this stuff's in the draft guide, but if you didn't get the draft guide, shame on you. Like, got to support us, guys. But uh, if not, again, I appreciate you listening to the pod. Grab a pen, grab a notepad, grab your phone, whatever you got to do, and just rattle off guys that I like. And if you want if you want to ride with me, I'm down. Uh, feeling pretty good. I have, again, back-to-back 30-deep champion. I will... Again, that's like my, my main pickup line. I'm single. But um, it doesn't work. Uh, so I, I figured that out. Anyways, uh, Aaron Gordon, man. Um, preseason MVP as far as expectations and meeting expectations. And just this guy. Who's going to be? There's a list of probably about 20 guys we're all expecting to take a step forward. Aaron Gordon's in that top five. And, oh, man, um, batting a 1,000. Every game he's been great. This guy is shooting the ball so confidently, like I've never really seen a guy who didn't have a shot the year before just stroke it. Um, well, I think he hit like 43% from three uh, with good volume. Um, he's scoring well off the dribble. They're pushing the pace a lot, and that I can't tell you what that does for a guy like Gordon, who's a small ball four, even going to play some five. They want to push. Um, we know Frank Vogel is habitually in the bottom third, but... I mean, they have the new front office, uh, the old Bucks guy, Hammond, is apparently, I think he's kind of preaching to him, like, hey, man, uh, I helped turn the Bucks around. This team didn't do good last year. Let's let's get this thing going. So, Gord, man, um, like we said, we've seen him go. I, I think Ethan kind of capped it when he said he took him at 45. I really hope you don't have to take him in round four. Um, I mean, there's, you're going to be passing on some really good players right there. So, uh, like I said in the last pod, you're, I think you're looking fifth round. Um, if if you take him, if someone takes him before fifth round, I think you just gotta kind of tip your cap. Uh, you're passing on Al Horford there probably. You're passing on Oladipo right there, uh, and point guards that I, I, I've been talking about. It, it, that's tough. Uh, and again, I'm I'm all for paying for hype, but I can't I can't do it. Um, and I was I I went 55 uh, in the 30 man. That's what, that's what we're talking. Uh, and that was before. This was a week and a half ago. So he's going to cost you that. He's going to cost you uh, probably a late fourth. So if you're down, do it. But careful, there's going to be you're going to be passing on some excellent players. And uh, I'm not so sure. I don't think his defensive stats are going to be quite as good as we think. So he really needs to be a 20 point per game scorer to hit that. And he can. He certainly can. But um, the guy who doesn't hit the free throw very well. So be again all for Gordon, but. Uh, I made my point. Other big takeaway. Jonathan Simmons. I love this guy. Um, terrific fit. Again, if you're going to play up-tempo and you want to lead with defense, Jonathan Simmons has got to be one of the guys you have on your roster if you're looking for cheap guys. Um, or again, if you, have that, if you have that kind of mentality, Simmons is one of the best bang for your bucks, right? Um, with the bargain he got after Sacramento. Or I'm sorry. San Antonio couldn't come to terms with him there. But again, he had four assists. Two of them were really nice. Uh, blocking the steal. Always playing nice perimeter defense. I think he's communicated really well on defense. Again, offense too. So um, I don't know where Terrence Ross fits. Terrence Ross is kind of the quintessential Jamal Crawford kind of a guy. Like, oh, give him the ball, let him score, let him make a couple highlight dunks. Not Crawford, but uh, I don't know where he fits. Um, I think Evan Fournier, they're going to need him to shoot the three. Uh, Nikola Vucevic is also shooting the three. He had three more threes today. Gordon's going to shoot the three. So I think Ross being the three-point guy was kind of the rationale going into the preseason and even coming out of last season. But, eh, I don't know. I mean, all these guys have added the three-point to the rep- repertoire except for Alfred Payton. So, um, yeah. 
I'm, dead. I'm down. You can't really draft Simmons just because we don't know what's up yet, but throw him on your watch list for sure. I uh, like his upside. Again, new team, young player. Simmons isn't too young. What, he's 28, 27? Yeah, 28. So, just turned 28 a month ago. But, yeah. I'm down. Vooch, again, the three-pointers are fine. He's going to have a lot of inside stuff, so maybe expect the... His free throw rate will probably get hurt a little bit. If I mean, we kind of know. If the, the more you shoot away from the basket, unless you're James Harden, you're not going to get fouled as much. So, uh, that's, that may be a positive for a guy who hasn't shot the ball too well. Um... But yeah, maybe his he was at forty six point eight percent last year overall from the field, so I think we're probably talking. That was a if you exclude his rookie season and way back in twenty eleven twelve, that's by far his worst field goal percentage. Uh, you're talking fifty two fifty one fifty two fifty one. So you're talking clear fifty. Um, and once he had a solidified role in Orlando, uh, he was with the seventy sixers in that crazy worst trade of the of this. Century, the Bynum trade, gotta be right. Uh-huh. And Dwight Howard on that side too. Oh, I also have to. Two, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but my very first shift for writing Rotor World Warriors, like when they trained me and let me ready to go, it was the Dwight Howard trade. Um, so I was freaking out, but um, yeah, I got through it. It was pretty cool um, to have that happen. So I always uh, that 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 trade is um, near and dear to my heart for that reason. But anyways, um, yeah, Vooch, he falls. So, you know, 6th, 7th round, need a big man. I think that's kind of where you're thinking there, depending on who else is there. Um, I would probably take Marquise Chris. This is kind of how I roll. But, yeah, you're cool. Um, again, um, durability, kind of a concern. I hate a guy coming off some injuries to legs. Um, he was surprisingly durable late in the season. We thought he was going to miss a lot of time. But, um, yeah, he's 26. He's going to be good. Um, new role, too, with, with shooting. Looks fine. Uh, Mario Hazonia uh, joked in the Mario Hazonia blurb, which are one of my favorites to write, that uh, he's in his third season, so Super Mario 3, uh, he's going to need a, a warp flute to make moves this year. I'm proud of that one. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jonathan Isaac also is terrific on defense. Um, this guy is going to be uh, possibly a first-team all-defense. Shout-out to Tony Allen. Um, he's, he's looked tremendous. But not a fantasy target. I don't really see where his shots are. Again, Gordon's got the minutes locked down at the four. They want to play him at the three with Fournier as well. Um, Simmons also in the mix for minutes at the three. He's kind of in a minutes crunch, and it's just the overall mentality. They don't want to rush him yet. So you're going to have to wait there. But defensive stats are going to be there, I think. he's When he's peaking in three, four years, uh, I think one, I think Draymond-esque, one and a half, one and a half, it could, could happen. <sighs> Wizards next didn't learn a lot here. Um, we know Bradley Beal, even with John Wall out. Bradley Beal, he his quiet preseason until today, it's gonna help. Uh, you may be able to get him at 27, 28, 29 uh, instead of 21, 22. Um, it just depends on where you're drafting, obviously. But I love, love, love Bradley Beal so much. Um, you're not gonna get a guy who can hit three threes a game and flirt with 48%, 48.2% last year. Um, again, I think four steals, 1.3-ish. I'm um, sorry, yeah, four dimes, 1.3-ish steals. Going to kill at the free throw line. Um, love Bradley Beal. I'm not worried about the stress fracture thing. I think now that he's had time off, he's just he's ready to go. Don't forget, uh, he came in the league so young. He's 24. 
So uh, big things for Bradley Beal. Um, Otto Porter, not really drafting. We're kind of overpaying for last season, and he was quiet in the second half. So I think the league kind of caught up to him a little bit. Uh, more of a glue guy. If he falls, cool. I would actually take Aaron Gordon over him before, and they're kind of going in the same range. Um, DSJ, pretty much all those guys. I didn't mention DSJ. Uh, another kind of fifth rounder. I'd probably take Gordon first, but uh, DSJ is is really set up nicely with all the talk and how they've been running the offense too. Yogi Ferrell acquiesced to uh, DSJ a lot in the games I've seen. So uh, it, it's it's his offense and Seth Curry too missing time. That's more shots to go around. So um, DSJ is chilling. Uh, not again, not much. Uh, more Chengor Tat's gonna fall. You, if you miss out on bigs and you want to take him at like eighty-five, do it. Um, what else? That's kind of it, right? Um, I think Jason Jason Smith had a good game. I would not buy that at all. Um, Kelly Oubre had a good game, twenty-one points. I, I think we're, we're not really gonna draft him, but I think I could see him in an up-tempo game against a team with a high offense, like say Denver or Golden State or somebody like that. I think we're going to be talking about Uber as a minimum punt in DFS. Uh, he looks great. Again, they want to play Otto Porter with the four more. We saw a lot of success with that lineup last year with Wall, Beal, Otto Porter, and Uber together, whether it be with Jason Smith or Gortat or Markeef, who's out, but, um, and Mahimi as well in the mix for that five spot. Um, they've got, they, they want to run that lineup out there. So, um, again, keep, keep an eye on him. Again, like probably 20 team leagues, maybe even deeper. Next, didn't learn a lot. Uh, we learned it again. Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to score a lot. I think 20 is definitely within range. Um, Steel should be there. Uh, threes are going to definitely be there. I think two and a half is a floor. He could be getting a three. Won't do much else, though, so it'll be a little hollow. That's that's why he's going to fall to like 85 or so. Um, but yeah, he's definitely worthwhile. Courtney Lee seems like he has the starting job locked up, but he's not going to score a lot. Uh, he's going to handle the ball, so I think he can do three assists. He's always been a solid shooter from the line and from the field. So another high floor kind of a guy. You're talking deep leagues. Ryan got him super late in that 30, man. And that's kind of what you're talking about. A guy who, you know, you draft him at 200 and you expect him to almost certainly hit 150. Uh, that's kind of what you're thinking. He could be a top 100. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Ennis Cantor's been pretty good. Um, had a block in the steal. Not really shooting for three so far. But, again, another guy you kind of – Kind of dirky, you know. He's not going to have a big, big upside. He has more upside than Dirk does, I'd say. Actually, not really. No, Dirk's upside is pretty good. It's just uh, he's going to sit a little bit. But yeah, Cantor's fine. Um, I, I'm not drafting him, but that um, yeah, was interesting stuff. Uh, big takeaway actually was uh, Kyle O'Quinn checking in before Billy Hernan Gomez. So if you drafted Billy Goat, or if you're going to consider drafting him probably find somebody else uh, whether it be Cantor, Bobes, whoever um, like it's almost like he's Jordan Bell for a team that's worse which is big but yep all right we're gonna be going for an hour aren't we <laughs> so let's see here we got Beasley's gonna be doing what he does um, the Ramon Sessions versus Ron Baker thing is I don't really care. It seems like that's kind of how, how it's going to go. Jared Jack and then Trey Burke was a DMPCD, so he's kind of out of it. Uh, Neil Aquina went through warm-ups. You're, if you're drafting Neil Aquina, I hope your bench is deep and you're in a weekly league because you're probably thinking Christmas till he even sniffs like top 150 value. And I mean, we're talking like bloodhound sniffing for, uh, 
something from the next room. You know, it's you need a really good sense of smell for for when he's going to be sniffing value. Uh, Doug McDermott actually had a really good start to his first half. I think he had like 15 points in his first 11 minutes, something like that. Finished with 21. Again, really hollow. He's not. He's kind of like I guess Devin Booker, where he'll hit threes, he'll score, but um, big leg up. I think he's kind of secured his rotation spot. Again, they really want to start Cody Lee for defense. We know Doug McDermott can't guard. Um, he can't guard fours. He can't guard threes. He can't guard sevens if that existed. <laughs> so, but he can score. Uh, so he'll have his hot games. Uh, again, I just you need somebody who can just do more than two categories, and that's kind of what he is. He'll be points and threes, and that's kind of it. Uh, maybe free throws, but he doesn't get to the line much. He's too much perimeter based. Uh, okay, maybe we can move on there from this one. Yeah, we can. Okay, so New Orleans and Grizzlies. Not too much to take away here. I think the big takeaway from this one was Czech Diallo's got the sixth man slash first big off the bench thing locked down. Um, Agenza has just had his chance. Uh, this guy makes too many mistakes. He had 2,009 minutes. Typical Agenza. Diallo, he, he fouled a little bit. Five turnovers, but... Really fits this offense. Good, good screener. Um, yeah, uh, you're again. You're taught This is ideally you're you're like a 14, 16 team with a deep bench, um, and with whether you draft. Actually, what would be a pretty sweet draft would be AD Boogie and then sneak Check Diallo at like one twenty. That way you're covered. Um, again, AD has really number one upside, and that's that's a very very cold take. He really does. And Boogie as well. I think Boogie is skinny Boogie, man. Um, he had three blocks. I think the weight loss has really helped him on weak side rotation. So that's I like that. I think his blocks are going up. His field goal percentage will go down because he's shooting more threes. But yeah, Boogie's locked up as a, a top a mid, mid-second, early second-round guy, depending on what you do in the first round or how you feel the rest of your draft's going to go. But he looks great. Um, not, I would take Miles first, but um, Boogie looks... Really, really good. <sighs> Not much else. Again, Jordan Crawford was good. Uh, shout out to being on my 30 deep league last year. I always got love for the Steez and the Gangstar song to kick off one of my favorite albums, Moment of Truth. If you haven't listened to that, get it. It's probably top 10 album for me, maybe top 5. Okay. I think we're good there. Um, Drew Holiday had a solid start. I think he had eight of the first ten points, and then he did really nothing else after that. Fourteen points total, uh, no rebounds, two assists. He's not handling the ball enough, so he really needs to knock down his threes. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not drafting him personally. Speaking of moment of truth, that's kind of where you're at. If you're draft, if if you're drafting these guys, you kind of have their very small range of outcomes, like your Drews or whoever you know who they are, right? I don't want that. And I, I want I want the mystery box. That's my thing. Uh, so I want your DSJs, your Gordons, your Marquise Chris's, all these guys that we don't know how good they're going to be. Um, and, and I always say this. There's nothing like having a player break out on your fantasy team. Uh, it, it's, it's cool. Every night, you're the, the bell of the ball, Jordan Bell of the ball uh, for, for just it's like, oh, he's just this guy. Uh, it's just, it's cool. Um, so being a, being a year early um, gives you a little swagger uh, for for a long time, especially if you're in a, a keeper. That's kind of obvious, though. Anyways, back on track. 
Memphis, they want to shoot. Th- we learned a couple things. They want to shoot the three. They want to run a little bit more. And we could really see Fisdale has his hands and fingerprints on this offense. Um, they are not going to run as much pick and roll. They are going to use more Conley driving kick, I think. Uh, Gasol maybe kickouts to shooters. Um, yeah, uh, this offense is going to change a lot. So um, I like Conley a lot. Um, I wish he had. Uh, wish he is not thirty. I wish he had been like twenty-seven or so. But he's in a great spot. Really, really fine with him in the late second, early third. Especially if, if you don't get a point guard, and they're for, like say you get Cat or AD or whoever, and your first round pick or Jokic even, um, and then you go shooting guard Bradley Beal or um, Jimmy Butler or somebody like that. Like that's actually that's actually not a bad one. Uh, if you go Cat Jimmy Butler, I think Conley would fit that pretty nicely. So uh, I, I like Conley again. Depending on how you do, like if you come away with a uh, a point guard, you won't need to as much in the first two. But I mean, if you if you sit in the back end of your draft and you come away with Jokic and Kyrie, very feasible at anywhere from nine through twelve, you could easily land both those guys. And if you're sitting there and you're coming back around, and you're talking what pick thirty three. If Conley's still there, you're taking him. I don't. I really don't know who else would be there if you're in an 8 or 9 cat league. I mean, take him. Um, he falls sometimes uh, for whatever reason, and he should not fall at all. He should be going top 30 every single draft. In my opinion. There's, I don't know how you take anyone top 30 over those guys. Uh, again, all those point guards, especially 8-cat. Um, but Conley's, I think Conley's ahead of Lowry for me. We'll get to that team shortly. Uh, other takeaways, uh, Jamichael Green. Uh, Rust is gone. It looked fantastic. Again, it helped. We've seen Jamon have really strong runs. Uh, I want to say a 12-game span last year. He was third rounder um, when it was the nasty nine uh, and all that good stuff. So that helped him being so shorthanded. But this guy's good. Um, decent shot blocker. He's going to take more threes, I think, this year. Uh, pretty solid free throw guy for, for what he does. But... Minutes are there. I'm not worried about his competition. Um, Jarrell Martin played well, but he's not a lock to make the rotation. But um, And Marcus Saul is also really good. Marcus Saul is plus 32 in 22 minutes. Um, Joel Embiid would, would applaud him for that. We'll get to that. But Gasol's another guy. He's This is another big, big question for me when I'm drafting. That big man dip. Whenever Embiid... Horford and Gasol go, like it's it's scary. Uh, if you come, if those guys go, and you're you don't have a big man yet, you're gonna you're gonna have to reach. I mean, there's really no way around it. Um, looking at just other centers, as I, I dig into the draft guide here, you guys should definitely get that. Uh, let's see, going to we have like positional tiers that are updated all the time, so we tiered it out for who goes where, but. Yeah, so af- okay, so after and we said this on another pod. So first tier Towns by himself, second tier, Jokic, Gobert, Miles Turner, DeMarcus. Then you can kind of throw Whiteside in that top tier. He's kind of in the middle. Uh, and then you have again this this kind of big four. They're gonna all go probably late third, early fourth. Uh, Al Horford, Marcus All, Joel Embiid, and Brooke Lopez should go in the fourth. But after he goes, you're really in you're, you're kind of stuck. Uh, you either have to figure out if you're going to punt 
free throws and go with DeAndre Jordan, Drummond, whoever. Drummond's look really good. Uh, Vooch, Capella, another guy. Uh, Noel, Nurkic is going to be in that mix. You're going to have to reach for Nurkic right there, I think, if you want a big man. Uh, it just gets pretty messy right there. So that's why it's really important for me to your first two picks. If you're on that back end, you really want to make sure you got either Jokic, Gobert, or Turner. And then if you're on the front end, like I said, the whole three months, four months, five months, I don't even know. Like Take cat number one. Don't look back. Um, you really want to have an advantage going through the rest of your draft. If you listen to this podcast, you'll notice I've been more on wings later in drafts. It's more plentiful to have a wing sleeper. So get your point guards early, get your bigs locked up early, and then you can be more aggressive in drafting these other wings we're going to keep talking about, your Tareem Princes and so on. Um, okay, so hopefully that helps. Sorry for the regular positive listeners that know that, but it's an important thing for, for the new guys, uh, if you're new. Um, what else we got here? Man, we're already 32 minutes in. <laughs> I do that. But we haven't even gotten too many tangents today, so that's good. Let's move on. Uh, Toronto and Chicago takeaways from this one. 48 three-pointers for the Raptors. They are going to chuck uh, Kyle Lowry as well. He's probably the favorite, I think, to t- lead the league, Eastern Conference, in three-point takes. He's going to chuck. So uh, I still like Lowry a lot, but what's got me with Lowry is he had the frequency he's missed late in the season. I hate that. So that sticks with me. Um, again, I'm totally fine with all of them. And if I'm picking and what Kemba, Conley, and all these other point guards that are going in that range and they're gone and I'm sitting there, I, need a, I didn't get a point guard in my first two rounds and I'm staring at... Kyle Lowry and Rubio and DSJ or whoever, like, dude, I will gladly take him right there. Uh, so that's another big question. That Conley, Lowry, Kemba tier, man, that is airtight. That's a tough, tough call. But all three I'm really close on. Um, uh, it really depends on if you feel like you have a like. I have a lot of three-point guys that I like late. So that's kind of why I'm not too big on. That's why I have Conley with an edge. Because I know I could sneak guys like Jamal Murray or so on and so forth that are going to rack up threes for me. So, something to consider. It, again, it all depends. You really want to figure out, like, even if you just do a mock, even if it's not a good mock, just kind of know what you're getting late. Uh, however you f- have, whatever you find yourself leaning towards. Again, Norman Powell's going to take a lot of threes. I draft him a lot. Uh, I think he's got two and a half threes ready to go. He took eight attempts tonight in just 25 minutes. He's going to shoot whether he starts or not. Uh, even if he doesn't start, he'll probably shoot even more. This guy really needs someone how to finish better around the rim, but I think he's got 15 points in the bag. I think he can steal one. I think he can maybe block a half of one. Really a uh, very in-your-face defender at times. And he's probably got five boards. Um, he should have decent assists because we know DeLon Wright's not really much of a ball handler. So Norm's fine regardless. C.J. Miles had 27 points. Um, I'll let that go. We, we know. We've seen C.J. Miles go off at times. He gets hurt. Um, he is on the Mount Rushmore with Anthony Davis for trips to the locker room kind of a guy. Uh, we know he's going to the locker room bunch, but good for him. Uh, pretty solid pickup for this team. Again, they're having a culture change. Uh, Pascal Siakam uh, runs the floor extremely well. That's going to help their pace. Uh, Serge Ibaka sat, but Serge Ibaka playing power forward more than expected. I think that's been good for Jakob Pertl. So if Jonas Valachunas misses time, uh, I think that's good for him. And by the way, uh, I was down hard on Valachunas, but he's he's really just when you thought I was out. They pull me back in, right? Uh, I'm kind of getting back in on Valachunas. Haven't come close to drafting him yet, 
But like I said, if you miss the boat on the centers, you're, you're going to have to make a move. And if you're sitting there in round seven and you don't have a big man yet, um, that's probably your man, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know who else you would take in that spot. Um, I mean, you're going to be looking at Cantor and my boy Boban and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, Valachunas, he, he needs to get a bump. I, I have him down right now. But um, it's good. Looks really good. So, good, really good night for him. Really good week for him, actually. Um, he's been better than expected. They need him to be aggressive, and they need him to be a beast down there. And so far, he's been really aggressive in the low post. What else? Um, DeRozan, I think the three-point experiment kind of failed. Uh, he's, what, 2 of 10 in the preseason. Um, but, yeah, we, who cares? He'll score 28. He'll have his four assists. He'll have a steal. Um, he'll get to the line a bunch. So, again... But he's in that again that that Drew Holiday, Jeff Teague tier where you just take dudes that you know kind of know what they are. If you draft like that, do it. Um, I don't, and I know a lot of people who I really respect do draft like that. So again, I'm not knocking it, um, and I'm not saying like yo, this is what people will be mad at me for when I get when I get people who. Uh, get locked out of the playoffs or they don't make the playoffs that year or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, what'd you tell me to draft this guy? It's like, that's just how I draft, man. Like, if you're going to make gambles, you got to make a lot of them because you're going to miss on them. And like D'Angelo Russell last year, we missed on him. We did. Um, the Lakers hit that he was hurt, but you know, that's an excuse, sure. But hey, my, I drafted Miles Turner before. Uh, so it, it works both ways and it's going to happen. Um, these guys are risks. We don't know. We don't know what they are. So we hope that they are very, very good. But there's a very real chance that they're not going to be anywhere clearly close to what they could be or will be even. So that's fantasy, man. Um, that's why we love it. The mystery, me, anyways. What else? Um, they were good there. We covered pretty much the whole team. Devon Wright's, I think, a sneaky handcuff. Um, he didn't play any minutes next to Lowry today. I thought that was noteworthy. They really don't want to do that yet, uh, partly because of C.J. Miles and DeLon not being a great three-point shooter. Again, with taking, when you take 48 threes, that's sending a message that they want it bombs away. Um, but more, Yeah, they had more threes than twos. So <laughs> that's not Toronto. Uh, only went to the line 19 times, too. So that's very un-Toronto-like box score. But, yeah, again, culture change coming. Bulls, a lot to go over here. Uh, Marketing and Miritich started next to each other. Very noteworthy. Um, we saw the Miritich small forward thing have terrible, terrible results. So we don't know if Marketing being in the mix helps or hurts that. You would think it hurts. But, again, having that in the toolbox for Fred Hoiberg is is there. That's good. We like that. Um so yeah, Markkanen is, is a guy I will gladly draft at like 140, last last pick or so, I'm down. Um, I don't expect him to be consistent, I don't expect him to do much on defense, but I think by by the time February comes around, I think Markkanen's going to be a 15 points per game guy, so um, this team just has no scoring, and they really want to space the floor, and they want to shoot a lot of threes too, that's what he's there for, that's why they overdrafted for him over Dennis Smith Jr., so um Again, it's like dra- it's like they drafted for need when you're punting your season. Come on, dude. Don't do that. Everyone who's played Fantasy Keeper League and you're inheriting a garbage keeper team, you know all your picks, every single pick you make, in my opinion, if you're rebuilding a keeper team, 
you upside every single time. Like, don't even, like, oh, this guy's there, but he's going to be, okay, unless you know you're going to trade him. Don't do that. Like, you're not trading Laurie Markkinen, you know? Anyways, there's my tangent, but at least it's fantasy-related. Um, takeaways. Big takeaway is Justin Holiday's a clear target. Um, I don't know how high I would go, but you got to be after, like, the Jamal Murrays and the Marquise Chris's, and he's right there for that. Um, let me see what other kind of names I could throw out where I'd probably prefer to take. I would take him over Norman Powell now. Um, I think he got the edge. They were neck and neck coming in tonight, and I think I've seen enough out of Holiday to take him ahead of Norm. Um, other guys to throw out. Let's see here. Let's see what other swingmen we could throw out. Um, I would take him over Valentine, who I had ahead of him before tonight. But, again, Holiday looks ready to roll. Um, I would still take TJ Warren, but it's super close. I would take him over Tyler Johnson. Um, I would take him over Terrence Ross. I would take him over Damari Carroll, who I like. Um, I would take him Yeah, so you're talking. You're talking like I have him. I didn't move, I didn't move him up yet. And I have him at 127 right now. So he's probably getting bumped to like 104. Um, I would take him over Alan Crabb. Right now, uh, I was really high on Alan Crabb, so I'm down. I'm, all those guys I just mentioned, I would definitely draft. But Holiday is really on the move. He's kind of like the the low level version of Aaron Gordon. Just hype is there, and he's really met all of it. Um, I'm way more likely to have Justin Holiday on my team than Drew Holiday on my team. Put it to you that way. Uh, other takeaways: Jaron Grant. It's been playing all right. Um, Fred Hoiberg said that you're either going to play with pace, or I'm going to assume you're tired. So they're playing fast. He's playing well. I uh, had a 10, 9, and 8 line. Um, didn't shoot the ball a lot. That's key. If he could make himself more distributor, I think that would go a really long way for keeping him keeping his minutes at 30. So, uh, yeah, pretty good stuff from them. Uh, Bobby Portis turned the ball over eight times with no assists. I love that. Uh, I looked this up today. Kevin Durant has done that three times in his career. Uh, in 2007, 2010, and 2013. So luckily the trend was broken in 2016. So, um, Miritich, I'm just not drafting him. Um, again, this team's bad. Um, I've seen him just fall apart too many times. I'm not opposed to drafting him. I'm just not. Jerry Grant, again, I, I'll take him at like 140-something if, if I'm short point guards. I mean, he's, again... He has all the characteristics of a player you want to have. He's just, frankly, not that good. So uh, for a guy who, what, he had three or four years in college, uh, he's already 25. So he's, he's no, like, Malcolm Brogdon as well. Like, Malcolm Brogdon, we think he's so old, but, or so young, because he only was a rookie last year. But he's old. He's older than, like, Anthony Davis and just dudes that have just been balling out for so long. <sighs> okay, we can move on. Man, this could be an hour pod. All right. Um, Spurs kind of dress rehearsally except for a couple things one Kawhi didn't play and two DeJounte Murray didn't play from a hip contusion no worries about that should be ready to go so they started Patty Mills which kind of shows you that uh, Brent Forbes is out of the rotation they really don't even want to bother playing him I don't think uh, despite his killer summer league um, Rudy Gay big takeaway was Rudy Gay Rudy Gay look, has looked great um, he's got bounce in the step for a guy that tears Achilles at age 30, he's 31 now, uh, that, that's really impressive. Uh, we've had the Achilles talk numerous times. Brandon Jennings, uh, Elton Brand is probably the poster child for... Elton Brand was, if you, again, I mentioned this too, 
if you played fantasy back then, Brand was like a top five, top six pick when he was cruising. Um, ever since that Achilles thing, he was not the same at all. So massive props to Rudy Gay. Um, I had him way down, and he's kept cre- I had him at like 180 and like a month ago. He just keeps moving up and up and up and up and up. And he's sitting there at like 90 right now. Uh, he just looks really good, uh, especially with this Kawhi thing. They're going to need him to play. And getting 24 minutes in a preseason game for a guy who has as much experience as, as, much experience as he does, that, that's just great. That's great. I love to see that. So uh, I'm, I'm on for Rudy Gay. Uh, again, the problem is, who are you going to take him over, though? So I probably won't draft him. But, again, he's he's on the on the queue for sure. Um, Kyle Anderson's going to start, um, I think. But we know, unless it's Summer League, you're not drafting him. Uh, Danny Green, the roller coaster, uh, seven assists. He's a winner from Kawhi, so I think he's worth drafting to see how he does to start the season. Um, I think he's a really good bet to be a top 100 player. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, another guy. He's like kind of like JV, right? Uh, a guy that fell apart in the postseason, guy that has lost, had a really bad offseason overall, which is talk and not wanting to play for the Spurs and going through trade rumors like JV. It's pretty similar, right? So um, he's another steal. I think you could pick him up at like 75 even. And, man, if he's sitting there at 75 and all our boys are gone, um, uh, you've you got to take him. Um, again, Mar- Marquise Chris is kind of my back middle round measuring stick. So, um, yeah, if he's if I get Chris and uh, I, or if Chris if someone snipes me on Chris and I'm looking there and Lamarcus Aldridge is there, then he looks pretty good. Uh, 36 minutes, solid. Uh, Pavasol, very Dirk-esque. I would prefer Dirk. But, yep. Uh, Patty Mills should be pretty sneaky, uh, but he'll come off the bench. Again, DeJounte should be fine. Really no takeaways for the Rockets. Chris Paul, precautionary. He's still dealing with a sore shoulder and knee. Again, he would have played in a regular season game. Uh, I'm not worried. I have him as a second-round pick. I would take that trio that I mentioned, the Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, Dame first over Lillard, um, Dame over Kyrie for me for durability, and then Chris uh, John Wall. Again, they're all like neck and neck for me. Um, but that's how I have it. Um, eight cat, I would I would move wall up a smidge. Okay, um, Luke Mbamute played some point guard tonight. Thought that was hilarious. That doesn't really mean anything. Clint uh, Capella had a great preseason. Um, if you want to take a half measure on punting in a head to head, and but you don't want to totally straight up punt it. Like say you drafted guys with really strong percentages up front. Um, Capella's cool. For sure, so um, I'm not buying Eric Gordon at all. I just don't know where the shots are going to come from, um, especially with how often they're going to play Harden and Paul together. Um, we, we did see a lot of Gordon at three last year, but I mean the Ryan Anderson at the five lineups were not good. Capella's minutes are going to go up, I think, this year. I just I just don't really see how he is is night in and night out going to perform for you for a guy who's just counting on really three categories. So, yeah. All right, moving on. All right, we've reached the fun part of the night, uh, and that is Miami and the 76ers. So I am, as most of you guys know, uh, I'm a big Joel Embiid guy. I It's completely stupid to spend a top 25 pick on him, but I did in one league just because I won him on one team, and he's just so easy to cheer for, right? And so that's the fan in me. Uh, I'm not supposed to be allowed to do that because... Uh, 
because of the pod. And again, I want you guys to win. So I always caution you. If you're going to draft Embiid, no, no, you're not making a smart move. But this is fantasy, man. This is fun. You want to you wanna like your team, right? Unless you're spending a lot of money on it. But, man, so in case you missed it, and I, I hope you didn't, um, Embiid drew a foul on Whiteside, got him into foul trouble, pointed to the Miami Heat bench, and was like, yo, come get your mans, because uh, he's in foul trouble in a preseason game. And so after that, uh, Bleacher Report, like they always do, they, they talked about it, they posted a video of it, and Whiteside didn't like it. Uh, Whiteside was like, oh yeah, you didn't mention how I held Embiid in one of five from the field, and like the, that's typical media, blah, 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 blah. So Embiid quote tweeted something he said, and he said, dude, they had to take your butt, paraphrasing, out or you would have fouled out in five minutes. And we're talking about the preseason, not regular season, dot, 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 hashtag softy. <sighs> oh, my God, indeed. And then kept going. Um, he, this is my, I, I probably would just pin this tweet. Uh, he said, keep caring about your stats and not your team success. Your plus minus was ass. <laughs> hashtag softy. You know, if he would have said, if he had, if like Embiid rocked a, you had a so and so net rating, uh, I would have lost it, man. Like I would have just, I don't even know. But uh, the plus minus is epic. And then he had shout out to Kevin Durant. Uh, he said, my bad, y'all. I thought I was using my burner account. Hashtag the process. Like, oh. I kept it together reading those. It's just, I love Joel Embiid so much. He's, he's just, I love him. He's he's the best. Anyways, uh, he had a bad game today. Uh, again, we've talked about it. If you're going to draft him, you know you're risking it. Uh, but I will risk it all for Joel in the process and bead. Um, if you're drafting in the third round, you're hoping for 65 games. And I think you can do it. Uh, I think, really think you can. Uh, and this motivation, I think, is good. Uh, with Whiteside. Uh, Whiteside came back at him, uh, by the way. I forgot to mention. Uh, and he, By the way, he also tweeted... Back on January 13th, Embiid did. Hassan Whiteside, hashtag NBA vote, when he called All-Star voting a gimmick. Um, that, that, and then Embiid retweeted himself tonight. It's like, oh my god, this dude. I wish I could do Twitter. I wish I could do anything as well as Embiid does Twitter. But anyway, so Whiteside. He, he, Whiteside was kind of mean. Because um, he, went, he went kind of for an attack. He, he added Embiid. He said 31 games in three years. Hopefully I get to see you in the regular season. Because we have to wait until February 2nd for this team to start playing each other. Ugh. That sucks. But whatevs. Okay, let's talk fantasy. Josh Richardson didn't play. But you guys know the deal. Um, aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. Um, got him at 115 in a very savvy 30-man league. This is, again, two weeks ago. Done, things done changed, uh, as Biggie said. Because you got to go 80 um, I'm down with that. I have I have like I think 71 on my board, so you could probably wait. And if you draft an ESPN, and you're in a league that isn't real savvy, or people who don't read Rotor World, or people who don't listen to this podcast, Josh Richardson's 421 in the draft queue. So when you log into your draft on ESPN, the first thing you're doing, put Josh Richardson in your queue right away. And hey, this I have an entire column about this in the draft guide for abusing the default rankings. So um, most of these guys, I will kind of if again if you've been taking notes, you should be pretty straight. But it's nice having that there. Uh, again, just 
if your draft room opens an hour before, hop in there 30 minutes before and just stack up that queue. That way you know you won't forget about Tareem Prince, who's super late. Um, Richardson as well. Marketing's way down there. Just There are guys that should be going in the top 100 that are outside the top 300 in ESPN. So um, if they haven't got that fixed by the weekend, um, that will really separate the men from the boys in fantasy. Uh, other than that, um, Justice Winslow's a winner here. Uh, we know that. They're playing the three a lot more. Kelly Winnick's going to play the four, I think, more than we thought. Um, they rule it, or I think they kind of like James Johnson and Tyler Johnson. They will sell more powder than Johnson and Johnson. Um, someone, did someone like Biggie here? Yes, he does. Uh, so I like those guys. Um, I'm also waiting to to use that line um, when they play against Caleb Swanigan, aka Biggie. Get to him too. Uh, but yeah, uh, James Johnson. Steve loves him. I I just think you're paying so much for last year. I don't really see him being any better. He's age 30. He was benefiting a lot because there was no depth around. He's not that good uh, for a guy to have that kind of season. Again, he's fine, but uh, I just don't. I just don't see it. You're paying. I don't like to pay for career years for guys who are on the downside of their career. Uh, as great as Coach Spo is, um, yeah. So Whiteside is who he is. You're picking him late second round. Uh, Dan Waiters, again, a guy I'm not going to draft. Um, he's saying he had to avoid ankle surgery by choice. Uh, I hate hearing that. Hasn't really looked right except for one game. Uh, but his minutes will be there. Uh, Wayne Ellington will back him up. We'll see a lot of Tyler Johnson combo guard next to Dragic. But yeah, and the, another guy, Dragic is in that Drew Holiday, DeMar DeRozan group that I keep talking about that you know what you're getting. You're going to draft... You're going to draft Dragic, and you're going to get, at worst, a top 60 player. At best, you're going to get a top 30 player, maybe a little bit more than that. But I don't like that. I don't like to play it safe. Um, nothing wrong with that. Again, nothing wrong with that at all. But um, or Even if you go risky, then if you go riskier early, you know, if you draft Embiid, then maybe it's, it's smart to go with the Dragon there. All right. Uh, I think we got it. Again, a little late round is cool. Um, Tyler Johnson again slight boost because they're so thin on the wing with Magruder going out we make fun of Magruder but he fits the fit this team really well and he was going to start I'm almost positive on that so alright I think we can move on Sixers we talked about Embiid having a bad game who cares he's going to have a ridiculous amount of good games Ben Simmons is good uh, 9 of 11 dunks galore uh, I think he had like 4 or 5 dunks tonight so chalk that up to why he shot 9 of 11 he will not shoot 9 of 11 most nights. Uh, he has no jumper, so he's going to be, like we've been saying all along, if you're in a points league, yeah, take him top 45. If you're not, let someone else take him. Uh, we know the Sixers do not want to play him at 99.5%. Um, they're going to sit him. We know this. Um, they sent him out for a whole season for an injury that doesn't take a full season to recover, and he needed he was behind schedule too, so... Careful. Um, there's a lot of risk there. I feel more comfortable with, with Embiid, um, especially since that foot wasn't much of an issue. It was the knee for him. Again, Embiid's a massive risk, but uh, yeah, J.J. Reddick's crazy. Uh, he's the most hot man from three-point range ever. Um, he's 5 of 6 tonight, 2 of 3 the night before, 3 of 3 and 2 of 2 in the previous. So what is that, 5... Five, two, five more. 
So we got 12 of 14. Jeez. <laughs> from three. So he's going he's gonna to light it up from three. We know this. Um, I would take him over Gordon for sure. And he may get a steal. Like we said, the Sixers are sneaky in steals year in and year out. So I don't really like drafting guys that are just one or two or three categories that late. But, man. Um, and, again, if JJ's going to shoot the ball this well... And we kind of saw that effect a little bit today uh, with Robert Covington only taking five threes. So it's, it's already starting to swing. Uh, he, a guy who took 10, 10 threes in the preseason opener, then seven, then three, and then five, all with a similar amount of minutes. So we could already see it starting to swing to Redick, which is why I'm I'm kind of the lone. I'm on a anti-Roco Island. I've, I love Roco. Uh, I think he's one of the most underrated players. I've been a big fan of his. I had him a lot in the year he had his breakout season when everyone counted him out. Um, tremendous player, man. Came up as a power forward, and the Sixers just maximized what he can do. Just They turned him to a guy who couldn't shoot the three. He was like, hey, go in the gym, shoot like a million three-pointers, and we'll make you an NBA player, and we'll get you an extension soon. So, uh, yeah, I love Roko, but... It's tough. You're, you're drafting him for defense, and you're drafting him knowing he's going to kill you in field goal percentage. So, again, I'm cool, but uh, if you miss on the, like say you miss on defense and you're playing field goal percentage to get Westbrook and all that, it's more of a fit guy is what I'm getting at. So, do like him, but be careful. He's going to cost you in that range where you're going to have to pay up for the, the studs, the, the hype guys. Ah. <sighs> Other takeaways, really not much. Um, Bayless has been the first guard off the bench more so than McConnell. Bayless started today, so McConnell's kind of dead now, which kind of stinks. He was a lot of fun. Uh, Dario playing more five, that's a really hot topic, um, especially with Rashawn Holmes. So I think possible target, I'm not drafting him, though. Uh, what else we got? Let's move on. I'd like to finish this in an hour. We're not going to, though. All right, we got Detroit. Uh, Andre Drummond looks really good. Uh, he had a crazy step-back two-pointer at the buzzer. Again, not a guy I really see myself drafting, but he's also shot the ball a lot better from the line in the preseason. That's kind of noteworthy. He is 6-8, 6-6, and 4-6 in his three games. That's really good uh, for a guy who's career 38.1% shooter. So he, what, doubled that percentage right there? What is that? 16 of tw- of 20, so 80% right there. No calculator needed. So that's good. That's really good. So he more than doubled it. Um, usage is going up. The minutes have been really, 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 really high, which is actually concerning to me and my Boban boy. Um, when you're playing 37 minutes in the preseason, that this, this is make or break time for Drummond. And I think he knows that at age 24. I think SVG knows that at 24. So it's kind of a double-edged sword for a guy who's super durable, but he's going to play, like we said in the last pod, guys who get new usage and new roles, like how are they going to react to that body-wise? So we'll see. But again, if you're in a points league, uh, I think Drummond can make a really good case as a second-rounder, even first-rounder. Uh, I mean, they're really leaning on him. To, um, to pay. He had seven assists tonight. Imagine that. Um, I, I don't know if that's a career high. Maybe if I can check this out, uh, it may be. But he looks so, so good. Um, again, he's on the all-preseason team for me. Um, I kind of had written him off, um, but he's, he's, he's back on now for sure if you're punting. And again, this is a, a good way to go. Like if, if you go LeBron and Gobert 
and you're sitting there round three and Drummond's still there, take him, uh, take him, take DJ on the way back, and you are chilling in four categories, really. Uh, so, and then just fill in, fill in three pointers, fill in assist the rest of the way, and you're that won't pull you down much in, in field goal percentage. You'll still be top two or three in the category, but um, yeah. Um, especially if you have LeBron. LeBron's going to give you a leg up and assist anyways, but it's cool. And that, that's an, another point to draft Gobert, a guy who won't kill you in free throw, but he is a detriment. But um, Or even, again, Giannis, too. We know Giannis is going to be decent in free throw, but if you draft him there, you can go and punt it. He's not going to be a guy like Damian Lord or Isaiah Thomas was last year or... Even Cat being a big man or Anthony Davis, these big men who can shoot free throws really well. That's just such a huge bonus. But if you don't get those guys and you can afford to lose, do it. Um, punting is possible. Again, I always caution you guys, not Roto. Don't do it in Roto, especially 8-8 eight eight Cat. You really need to clean up in every other category. It's really hard to win an 8 Cat Roto league when you punt. But yeah, head-to-head, definitely a viable plan. Uh, okay, what are those spells we got? <laughs> Um, Bowline. Crazy. Um, t- 12 minutes, 10 points, 5 boards, 1 steal, 1 block. 12 minutes. Um, I just want 15 minutes. Um, they're not going to play Drummond the whole time. They played him straight behind him. They uh, played Lure at the 4, started him there. Uh, Stanley Johnson, been banged up. So, I still like him late. Uh, I, I still will take Bowline all day. Uh, Reggie Jackson, still can't draft him. Uh, fouled out. Not there. Avery Bradley, money bags, uh, 26 points. If you were high in Avery Bradley, he's again, he's in that tier. He's in that Dragic, Drew Hollow. Like, I will take him round six all day um, after the other, after I get my other boys. I'm definitely taking in Avery Bradley. I want him a lot. Uh, Tobias Harris, he's more of a, you know, you know what he is kind of a guy, but if he's there at round seven, round eight, I think you really got to consider him. What else? That's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Bucks, again, we know the drill. Um, we know Middleton's going around pick 40. That's where he's going to go. Still some upside there. We were talking about drafting him at round and pick 20 last year. This time of the year, I'm sorry, before he tore his hamstring. So we know he can do work. Uh, his assists are going to be really good. Should be solid in percentages. Uh, Steals are going to be there. Really, really solid player. Giannis, you're taking him one or two. Don't look back. Um, he made a good case to go number one tonight, huh? 17 points, six boards, six assists, one steal, five blocks in 27 minutes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, again, I lean cat, but uh, again, if you want to give me one reason, if you even say, I want to take Giannis, okay, I'm not I'm not going to argue with you, you know, it's Giannis. Um, but he, he, they both make such compelling cases for me. There's a little risk. Again, he had a little knee thing. Um, and this cat playing 82 games to me is just both both times the guy's just such a he's like kind of like Drummond but just better from the line he's just skilled more skilled anyways I digress what else not, I'm not drafting Brogdon uh, Makers look pretty good two threes I think he's watch list you're not really going to draft him late there's late games there's nothing to talk about here um, Phoenix uh, Alex Lane played really well Against bad competition, but when you block seven shots, score 20 after that preseason he had, you have to consider drafting him. So he's definitely on, on the list of last-round picks if you're in a competitive league, depending on... like If your league's not competitive, you're just going to take 
Tyrion Prince, um, uh, Richardson, and who else? Actually, Ethan did a draft with his teacher buddies, and yeah, he he's a great example. So his last five, his last round ten and, and out. He went Marquise Chris, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Richardson, Tareen Prince, Josh Jackson, Dwayne Dedman, and Milos Teodosic. Like those guys aren't going before, or after 120 in any of the drafts that I'm going to be in. But if you're in drafts like that, you don't need to draft these quote unquote. And like that's kind of like I wish I had like um a, a legend for how to read Rotor World blurbs. Like when I say last round flyer, I mean like if you're in a a league where People aren't going crazy over the waiver wire, where like league like Ethan's. But if we'll tell you like who's aggressive, you kind of could know. Um, so hopefully that's clear. And maybe I'll do that, man. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow, and like come up with like a Rotor World legend for because that last line for Rotor World is kind of what we bank on, um, because especially for basketball, like we really take pride in our opinion on a player because we just we have we we just trust ourselves. We trust the process. Uh, shout out to Embiid. Um, so hopefully it's cool. Again, every, uh, I usually get some feedback. I, I had a fun blurb on Aaron Gordon today. Mario Hazonia had a good one. We had a, a lot of good blurbs today. It's fun stuff. Okay, I'm going to move on. Um, nothing to take away from Sacramento. Nothing to take away from Portland. Nurk's back. Nothing to take away from the Clippers. Um, actually, let's talk about the Warriors super fast. Yo, Jordan Bell, dude. Summer League matters. Uh, 38th pick. This dude should have went like 8th, apparently. <laughs> he's so, so good. Uh, he's getting Draymond comparisons right now. They, he said uh, his motto right now is WWD. Yeah, say that fun. WWDD. What would Draymond do? Uh-huh. And they already, the broadcast team was comparing him to Draymond. They asked him how he felt about being compared to Draymond after the game. He obviously said he liked it, being all t- all defensive player. I'm sorry. Defensive player of the year. Can't draft him, but I, I hate it. We hate fantasy where we're like rude for injuries and stuff. But I want Jordan Bell to play, man. I really do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, can't draft him. But, again, uh, he'll be right at the top of handcuffs, I guess. Like, he's like he's he's not Diallo because he's not in the rotation. We don't think so. But, man, he is making it tough on Steve Kerr to keep him out of the, out of the rotation right now. Um Stephen Curry is good. Really, 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 really good. And I see drafts and I see people tweet me about him going like 8th or ninth in a 9-cat. Like, dude, what are you doing? He should not go out of the top 5. I do not care. Um, he was, again, he was bad. He had one of his worst months in December since he's been Stephen Curry. And he was still the number 6 player before Kevin Durant got hurt. Like, that's his floor. At worst, if he's healthy, he's number 6. You mean to tell me he should be going after number seven for a guy who's been healthy lately? Show ya. Curry's really good, man. Um, again, don't we already saw that. We had this debate last year. Like, I, I think I would take him over Harden Westbrook all day, really. Um, he's really good. Um, yeah, nothing to it there. Uh, I think we're good there. Um, let's talk Lakers. So, interesting news during the day was. Kyle Kuzma has a 10% chance to start at power forward, and those percentages have gone up because Julius Randle had back spasms today, and he did not return. So, back spasms, that's not good. We didn't we didn't hear back strain. We didn't hear sore back. The sore, soreness is a buzzword. Uh, tightness is a buzzword. 
Uh, obviously rest, but back spasms, eh, you can't really in- interpret that lightly. That's a, that's a game, that's a, a, a regular season game missing kind of an injury. So careful. Uh, again, you kind of bump Rundle da- Randall down until we get very positive news there. But if he's out, that ins- ensures Kyle Kuzma's in the rotation. Finally had a bad game uh, against the backup Clippers. So apparently that's very surprising uh, against basically a G League team. But, yeah, last round flyer for Kuzma. Um, if you're, again, you're drafting these other guys I mentioned, your J. Riches, your Princes, and so forth, if your league's not too competitive. Uh, good game from Brandon Ingram, finally. Really, really needed that. Um, the Kyle Kuzma thing, playing at the four is a positive for him, so I'm not drafting him. He's going too high. He's going probably around 70-ish for most of the drafts I've seen. I think... I still I would take Josh Richardson um, and these other guys. I would take Tareen Prince um, over, over him. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to take an upside guy and you have a lot of safe picks in your middle of your draft and you want to go, all right, I need to hitch my wagon to someone with upside, um, you can make a pretty good case for Ingram. Uh, Ethan did in the earlier podcast, so check that out. <sighs> Brooke Lopez is, like I said, Brooke Lopez is going later in, dra- later in drafts. He can fall to 50 and take him. Uh, if you didn't get a big man, um, I think I would take him clearly over Serge Ibaka. I would take him over Vooch. Um, I would take him over Drummond if I'm building my team of percentages. Like He's pretty good. Um, I would still take him over my boy Marquise Chris. Uh, I'm not worried about Lopez at all. Uh, we'll see what's up with Lonzo Ball. Didn't play, but he's expected to play in the opener. All right, so that's it. Um, Monster Pod, 70-minute podcast by myself. I didn't drink... A single drop of water this entire time so uh, or any type of beverage so i can use it i'm a little parched right now so you guys enjoy your weekend i'm i may do another one of these uh, i've got a draft coming up tomorrow night with a lot of the rotor world guys and some other guys um that were um, pretty active a really really active league uh, i won it last year too so uh, i'm looking for j rich baby I picked up j rich was the uh Part of the reason why I won, he just was, I think, like top 16 player in the last three or four weeks of the season, with basically going one and a half, one and a half, one and a half, steals, blocks, threes. So, shout out to the homie J Rich boy. Love that name. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy your weekend. Again, hoping to do a pod tomorrow. We'll see what everyone says. Um, if not, happy drafting. Hope you guys kill it. And I hope this helped a lot. You guys take care.